Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Matt D. Fothery, Lee Boyd, and Rob Beller. Hey, Podcast World, welcome to another incredible, stupendous episode of FNO InsureTech, the election edition, because today, you don't like that, Lee? It's the election edition. I mean- Well, it, in, in December, when they're listening to this- Right. And they're saying, why are we talking about the election? Right. I mean, or maybe they'll be saying, hey, it's December, it's still being talked about you know, on the oh, news. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll say, oh, wow, because the election still hasn't been settled nine yeah. weeks later. No wonder that it's the election edition. No, that's not why. It's because today is election day. It is election day. Happy election day, Rob. Which is really cool. And you want to know what I've been trying to avoid doing all day? Watching the news. Watching the news. I've been I've trying been, to avoid it. I've been reading. Have you? Yeah. I've been trying to avoid that, too. It's because it's. Have you found anything that merits reading yet? I have not. Not today. Right. Um, exactly. Because right now it's all speculation. It's all speculation. I do get excited about election night. I like mm -hmm. the excitement. I like to know what's going on. Me too. Um, you know, I have a candidate, obviously, that I I voted for. You know, I'm excited about it. I'm just right. You you have a horse a in the race. Yeah. You have a horse in the race. And how? Here's my question for you today, Lee. Yeah. How will you be ingesting this election mm -hmm. information? Yes, I will be uh, streaming it. I'll be using my internet provider to be streaming the broadcast of the election night news. How funny that you mentioned the idea of streaming and an mm -hmm. internet provider. Yeah, it was me who led us to that. So, yeah. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just the horse that's drinking. You led that's me right. there. You led the horse there, and I'm now drinking. Why is that interesting? I mean, we, we talk about insurance. We're an insurance technology podcast. Yeah. What could that yeah. have to do with internet or something well, yeah. like that? Why does an internet service provider interest us? Well, right. we're about to let you and ourselves know why that is, and that is going to be told to us by Dave Waxler, the general manager of InsureTech Initiatives with Comcast. That's right. Comcast. Comcast. Comcast, who provides internet service to 28 million locations in this country. Yeah. Maybe even your internet service provider who you're listening through today. We yeah. have him on. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And if and if you've seen uh, any of the presentations at InsureTech, you have seen Dave. Uh, with Brett Jurgens of Notion, and then of uh, a Safwan with Hippo, and so you might have a little bit of a taste in your mouth on why we are talking to him today. But for those of you who don't, it'll be a great conversation about why Comcast is interested in InsureTech and why do they have a guy who sits there and dreams up ways that they can interact. Exactly. This is a very interesting strategic problem and idea of how do we take the fact that we have this pipeline, this data pipeline in and out of people's homes, and what can we do with it in the insurance and insure tech world? And Dave is at the tip of that spear, and he'll be talking with us today 
about what Comcast is doing, what they've done and where they're going. So without further ado, I'm not going to go in the other room and watch election news. Instead, I'm going to talk with you to Dave Wexler, General Manager of InsureTech Initiatives at Comcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode. And we are here with a really interesting and unusual guest for us. He fits into a whole different kind of category than um, the, I think, the categories that we've had previously. And we'll, we'll talk about that today. We have David Wexler on. He's with Comcast, where he is the GM of InsureTech Initiatives at Comcast, who is my internet provider. So if I break up uh, at all or get grainy or anything sound funny during this episode, it's because of... Of him. It's because of Comcast. It's because of Comcast. I had to do that because, you know, Comcast, I mean, love-hate relationship, but... (laughs) <laughs> That's not why we're here today. We're here today to talk about what the heck is Comcast doing in InsureTech. And so with all that said, maybe too much said, welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. Where do we find you today? So I'm in Philadelphia, PA, right near our corporate headquarters. Actually, live about a mile away. That's awesome. We were just saying before we started recording today that Philadelphia is kind of in the spotlight today. Today's election day even though you won't be hearing this on election day. Is it a big deal in Philadelphia? I'm sure it is. It is. There's a lot of uh, energy and excitement all around the city, but it's been a tumultuous few weeks as well in the city. So, you know, with lockdowns and us staying uh, actually pretty much in our house, we're not seeing a lot of it. We see a lot of it on the news. So, but hopefully we'll get through all this and uh, everybody will be happy and we'll uh, get to a more calm place again. Absolutely. Well, let's jump in by talking about Comcast a little bit and what the GM of InsureTech Initiatives does at Comcast. Yeah, absolutely. Comcast is a a very large company, as you're aware, with the nation's largest cable TV provider and also uh, one of the world's largest internet service providers with about 28 million customers. We started exploring the insurance space about four years ago when I joined, believing that ultimately internet and connected technology would change the way that insurance works, primarily through new data sets and new real-time availability of this data. So we began the exploration. We looked at a lot of different insurance businesses, insure tech businesses, and ultimately found some opportunities in smart home and IoT and insurance, very specifically with Hippo Insurance, who our ventures team made an investment in about three years ago. Parallel with that investment, we built a business partnership with Hippo Insurance as well, where Hippo would focus some of their value-added service or their rates on smart home and connected home devices. And in turn, we would work with our customers to educate them on the value of connected devices, both from a safety and security perspective, as well as a potential insurance benefit. And we've been distributing now our products, rather their products to our customers for about two years. So that's you know their home insurance product, but bolstered around a smart home value proposition. And as we go deeper into it, we look more and more to other market segments, you know, obviously providing internet, which is a very core needed service, especially in today's uh, COVID world. You know, we're thinking a lot about coverage, you know, in other areas as well. 
and uh, where we might continue to dig deeper in both insurance and actually warranty space as well. So there's a, a grand strategy here. Yeah. And the backbone of it is, look, we have this internet connection into 28 million homes. Is that what it was? Order of magnitude, yeah. And so since we have this pipeline where data can come in and out of, what can we do with it on that end of it beside video and beside internet? Yeah. And I think that originally when we got into this, a lot of people thought, oh, distribution, because we have so many customers. And I should note 28 million accounts, but uh, several million are business accounts as well. So on a consumer level, it's a little bit smaller. And while we are distributing today, and that's actually where we're kind of focused today is distribution around Hippo's product. To your point, Rob, we actually think it's a much deeper thesis. It's not really around selling more to our customers. It's actually helping our customers take that data and leveraging it in a way that they can benefit from it in new ways. You know, it's, it's TBD what that looks like. The very obvious play is, you know, discounts, but we think there's a much broader play of, you know, just optimizing the availability of that data and letting consumers opt in to where they want to give it or where they don't, and maybe facilitating that exchange as well. Because we do have a real lot of data on our customers. It's obviously very private. We would never share it without their consent. But if they do want these opportunities and we can provide them to them, we think it's a great you know, partnership where we may be able to facilitate that and help, you know, say, a carrier better underwrite, better price, find efficiency in claims, et cetera. So we're exploring all of it. So it's really more than just being sticky, right? Making the or asking the customer to stay with you longer because of the service. It's really seems like more of a customer service play, customer satisfaction. You know, with your service, you have all these other avenues, all these other other opportunities you can partake in. And I would have never thought about insurance and my cable provider going hand in hand. So, I mean, where did that idea even come from? Well, I'd like to take credit for it, uh, but <laughs> please do. That's why we have you here. Well, <laughs> we want to interview the guy who did it. Um, you know, when I started four years ago at Comcast, there was you know no contemplation about this stuff. I will take credit for it, but I, you know, we, we tried a lot of things. A lot of things didn't work. You know, and sure. I, I think what we started with was like we have a lot of customers who have very long and good relationships with us, but they don't necessarily see us as a strategic partner, right? They see us as a vendor. And there must be ways to take what we do in their homes and make it more strategic, more valuable. And, you know, I think in that evolution of cable moving to connectivity, um, where everyone, you know, looks to us as a, a broad internet player, we said it's, it's about data, it's about the benefits it can bring. And I'll use smart home as the example, right? Like I've been a smart home lover for a while and smart home is fun. You know, you walk in my house and all kinds of crazy things happen, but there's no ROI, right? I spent thousands of dollars and many weekends and my wife's chagrin automating everything in her house. She hates it. And it's kind of a, a foolish play. But when you look at how my home is safer or the homes that we protect via our connectivity or our home security business, we have 1.4 million customers in home security that we have. You start to see, wow, these connected homes are safer homes. Are there not other benefactors of that? So we started reaching out to insurance companies to talk. 
you know, I think the provider play was odd, but certainly home security made sense. When we saw that evolution of where home security would go, it became pretty clear that this would become a market trend. It's, it's been a fun road, and obviously we're not the only ones pursuing it now, but I'd like to think we were influential in that, both in the hippo investment as well as just, you know, the day-to-day activity that we're doing, you know, with our customers and, and the, the ecosystem. So what was it about hippo that made the company invest in them? I mean, were they just the one available or is there a mission? I mean, what was the thought there? Our ventures group runs separately and they're a, a financially oriented investor more than a strategic. So they make investments based on the merit of the financial investment. However, when they can partner with us on the operation side in a strategic way, they prefer to do it, right? We have all these customers. If they can invest in a company that we might be able to help from the core business grow in some way, they're more inclined to do it. We partnered, I partnered with the, the partner at Comcast Ventures who was exploring insurance. He just had a general thesis that insurance would be disrupted. And we started meeting with all the big names, uh, many of the largest names of InsurTech four years ago, and or three years ago, I guess, at this point. And um, the one that made the most sense to us where we had the most customers and the most potential to provide value to the portfolio was Hippo. There were other other very interesting plays in renters and other markets that we spoke to. But when it really came push to shove, you know, we have a huge install base of homeowners. Sure, because it, I mean, it wouldn't do you any good if you, you didn't have customers, your customers overlapping with their PIF, right? right? I mean, you have to, you have to have that commonality to begin with. Well, and they had no PIF at the time when we, when we invested in them, but their thesis was, <laughs> they had a, a thesis of where they were headed and what, why they were going to head there and how they were going to head there. Um, and that aligned best with kind of what we thought we could bring to the table. It's all really comes down to, right? Like we're a diversified business. We own, we own tons of businesses that even I had no idea we own once in a while. I'd be like shocked that we, if we own them, but, um, of the ones that we thought we could impact, it, it felt like this was one that we could make a difference in. Give us an example of a surprising business that you guys own. Oh, like we own Universal Theme Parks. We own NBC. We used to own a big stake of Hulu. Like there's all these businesses. And oh, then yeah. U- Universal Theme Parks. I had no idea. That's yeah. interesting. You didn't know that one? No. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a, that's very interesting. But it doesn't stop at, at Hippo. And we want to get back and talk about Hippo a little bit more. We want to talk about insurance a little bit more. You guys recently bought or acquired Notion. Brett Jurgens is a former guest of ours, and we talked to him certainly before this was on his plate or we didn't speak about it at all. But we do have some understanding about Notion and, and with the kind of pockets you guys have, you probably could have gone after any of them. And there are, as you know, there are now many, many insure tech companies who are after this space. What drew you to Notion and in particular, and what drew you to the space, to that kind of concept? Well, let's start with the space. So again, working with Hippo, it was clear that you know we were going to focus on the protecting the home piece first. There were lots of IoT startups over the years that have both come and gone, as well as who have grown. But we have a pretty broad view with most of them. Some are very niche plays in protecting the home. Some are very broad plays. I've known Brett and his team for several years. We've watched them grow. We watched them kind of actually. In fact, before they were working with Hippo, I, I knew them well. You know, they built a very strong relationship with Hippo, one that uh, provided a lot of value and seemed like it had a lot of merit. So as we kind of looked at the landscape, 
we lean much more towards a company that was proven with our partner. You know, Hippo is a partner in this area. And I think to move to a player who maybe wasn't working with Hippo, and they were working with a few different companies, but it seemed to make the most sense to most synergies would be available if we worked with somebody who they already knew well and were working with well. So that certainly put Notion in the spotlight for us. I think their, their approach to product was most broadly applicable to where the insurance base is today. So, you know, I think there are IoT products out there that are incredible and very sophisticated and I think will change the nature of loss, the nature of claims, the nature of underwriting and engagement. But I also think that they're complicated. They require professional installation. The economics don't necessarily work. Brett and his team managed to get a very concise product that worked from an ROI basis from a B2B play. So the insurer, the carrier, felt good about the economics. Mm-hmm. Customers had high levels of engagement, very simple DIY, and it provides the basic use cases of insurance very straightforward. The perils, water and fire are covered to a degree where there should be loss mitigation. We're seeing loss mitigation and the homeowner can be engaged easily without a lot of tech and a lot of complexity. So it's kind of that formula of simplicity, cost and value to the current ecosystem that made certainly me most interested, kind of gave them the pole position when it came to us buying into the space. So with Notion, is that only applicable when there's a hippo policy involved or are you offering Notion products to your footprint in general? Which you could certainly do, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be tied to an insurance product. Yeah, Notion sells direct to consumer. They sell kind of independently as a only owned company of Comcast, but they do have a direct to consumer sales approach. Um, we've been testing ways to market that to our customers as well. It's not a priority. I mean, it's very hard to get visibility uh, at Comcast to get you know opportunities to market directly to our customers. But we do believe in Smart Home. We do believe in the value proposition that Smart Home creates for our customers and us as well. So we're excited about trying new ideas. And you'll certainly see a few from us uh, in the next year where we kind of dip our toe into that for sure. So content, obviously, is a super big deal at Comcast. Right? I mean, you own, you own production companies and television networks and movie studios and whatnot. Um, so is it hard to get your share of attention in a little corner of the internet opportunity world? Yes and no. I mean, listen, I'm a 25-year entrepreneur before joining Comcast. And in my wildest dreams that I ever imagined that I could have a chance to market to 28 million people or to build a you know value proposition for 28 million people or accounts, we have opportunities to talk to these customers. For instance, distribution of Hippo. We're now getting to scale where we will do periodic campaigns about Hippo and how we work with Hippo to our customers. And that's exciting. But Comcast certainly works in a process that is very customer centric. We want to make sure customers care about the products, that they you know only add value. There's a lot of process to go through to make sure that that's been validated. So it can be frustrating from an entrepreneur's eyes. But, you know, we have just so much potential in these markets that I have no doubt we'll capitalize on it and give our customers these opportunities as well. So from coming from a entrepreneurial background, going into a major corporate environment, it's got to be different. But I'm curious, what did you bring from that entrepreneurial 
road into this position. What strengths are you really relying on now? Because we have a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and some of them are looking at going into the corporate world. Some are corporate people coming out. I think it's just a, a curious question. Listen, what's great about being an entrepreneur is that you should have no fear. You should be willing to take risks and fail. And you should have just a, you know, a vision that's strong. And if it's wrong, you can pivot and try new things. In larger companies, that's all a lot more difficult, at least in my one experience with a larger company, it's more difficult. But, you know, I'm very fortunate in the role that I'm in. I have a very long leash to try things. I have a longer leash than most experiment. We're looking at this as a new potential business, what we do with it, we're not really sure. So I've certainly tried and failed. I've made lots of mistakes along the way. But I think what an entrepreneur brings to an environment like this is uh, I have no fear of failure. I have no fear of being wrong. To me, I only want to do something big. And I think Comcast has this incredible potential to really change the way the insurance market works and do it in a way that's very collaborative with the ecosystem today. So that's exciting. And I, you know, I think that that's a perspective that perhaps somebody who'd been in the company for a long time wouldn't necessarily bring to the table. So what I'm hearing is the main goal for Comcast is to offer these services to their customers so that they're able to have more options, right? They, they become loyal to you. When Hippo selling a policy, do they also cross-sell Comcast? Is that possible? It's possible. We don't, we've chosen not to do that today. That's not Hippo's strategy today. Hippo may move more towards that strategy. I can't speak for them. And if they do, you know, we'd be interested in it, certainly, but it's not like a, a critical priority for us. We're looking more at diversification of how we, you know, again, service our customer versus who else would sell for us. We're in most states in the United States now, and people know us, love us or hate us. And we're in a position where it's more about, can we make ourselves you know, more loved by the customer, a better value for the customer, create a better offering for the customer, and less about new customer acquisition, at least from, from my realm. Tell us about how the relationship with Hippo works today and how you guys take, you know, help each other take advantage of that opportunity. So uh, we went out, uh, I got my PNC license, we set up an agency, so we're now actually licensed in all 50 states as an agency. We market Hippo's products primarily through digital channels. It's pretty traditional type approaches, you know, email, direct mail, that kind of stuff. Our call centers are ready to answer basic questions if necessary, but we don't really get a lot of inbound calls or anything like that. Now that the product's proven itself, very high MPS scores, really good results. Like we're very impressed with both the product that they're offering as well as the relationship the customer sees between us and Hippo. And, and to be very candid, we're attracting people who love smart home. So the majority of our customers actually, a lot because of our marketing tactics. Um, so we definitely engage customers who are a little bit more tech forward. They love this concept that their insurance rate might be impacted positively by having smart home devices and home safety devices. So they're very enthusiastic about that. So we'll lean in more as that continues to prove itself out. But today it's it's mostly that digital channel. And we are, by the way, also talking to other carriers. You know, it's not an exclusive relationship. Sure. It's one that we're You're an agent. Yeah. Today it's that's all we're doing, but we're looking a lot at how to broaden the strategy. Again, I, I think it's important to note, like we we're not interested in being distribution only. It's all about the use case of internet and data, as you pointed out earlier, Rob. So like we have to make a case for how this drives the overall data value proposition. 
But what isn't, right? Telematics, life and health, wearables, all these things are producing tremendous amounts of connected data. And I believe that the base technology provider like Comcast can provide a role, whether it's like full stack or distribution or whatever. We don't exactly have a final thesis there, but we definitely want to play in the ecosystem. The partnership has really let us explore notions another step in that direction. And I, I suspect over 2021, we'll really finalize the place that we think we kind of fit in the best to add value to the ecosystem and the customer. So there was an existing relationship between Notion and Hippo. They had been working together before you guys got involved. Yep. Independent. I want to talk about the confluence of the wide package of Comcast stuff, right? Like I get occasionally I get direct mails from Comcast about home security systems, like you mentioned. And, um, and, and now you have the Notion systems, Hippo. But of course, when I think about Comcast, I think primarily about content. And I think about my internet and I think about cable television. Do you guys see more opportunities to tie together with kind of the core of Comcast and what it is that you do? More ways that you all tie together. Yes and no. I mean, our cable business consists of internet, cable TV, Voice, believe it or not, we've got a big home voice product of Rob, which you're a customer of. Thank you. And uh, home security. So that's the core businesses in our cable group. And we do see more and more in convergence and trends about how customers want these products to converge. So you'll see more of that. We're not going to be doing work with theme parks anytime soon, which we own, or NBC or things like that. They're very separate businesses. We run them as separate businesses as well. So there's, there doesn't seem to be like an apparent synergy yet, but maybe in two years there will be. Broadly speaking, I think that the majority of the synergy is between you know the, the core businesses and Internet and home security are the two that we think are most applicable. High-speed data and home security, and those two have always worked closely on these initiatives. I would think that Comcast sees Internet as a more foundational part. I mean, it's funny because, I mean, how do you stream Netflix, who's, of course, one of your competitors? They have to come in through your pipe. So is that how Comcast sees itself, a little more of an Internet company, or they're so vast? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely overstepping my bounds to represent Comcast too much since I'm, you know, this one tiny portion of the whole business. Mm-hmm. We're certainly an infrastructure play. You know, if you look at our earnings reports, we talk broadly about, you know, our number of new customer relationships, and the majority of them are people who are internet customers. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly where we see our core business. But yeah, I, I think the way consumers see connectivity is changing too, right? Like this whole world is all becoming one. So you know, all these different ways to connect and different ways to consume content and what those content sources are is all really converging. So certainly companies like Comcast will be at the forefront of that. And I believe that services like data intense services like insurance will certainly be part of that fold in some way, shape or form. If it's us helping facilitate the transfer of the data, or if it's us being in distribution, or if it's us being part of the protection ecosystem, I definitely think that, you know, you'll see companies like us getting more and more into these spaces. You uh, spoke at ITC or were involved with ITC this year? Yeah, I've spoken uh, to ITCs. I spoke uh, three years ago with Asaf, uh, the CEO of Hippo. 
um, we presented on the hypothesis together on the stage. And this year, Brett Jurgens and I spoke about the notion acquisition. The presentation was actually really good. It talked a little bit about our strategy, a little bit about some of the questions actually you asked. I'm super bullish on smart home and the ecosystem of insurance. I think we're at the early days, but I really believe that products like Notion, I think there are other great companies in the space as well, will help you know carriers and reinsurers change the dynamics. By the way, catastrophic risk, there are devices now coming in that actually can impact everything from claims to potentially protection from catastrophic claims. And I, I also believe that the engagement model of the customer overall is gonna change really dramatically. Mm-hmm with IoT and connected homes. So super bullish on the space. You can hear about that ITC presentation, but yeah, big fan. And uh, I really believe that. And, and by the way, I, you know, at this ITC, I'm sure you guys saw a lot of the presentations. Um, just the mere fact that so many people are aware of this. I, IoT wasn't quite as big of a topic as it has been, but it's it's almost like a foregone conclusion, right? Smart sure. home, just like telematics, wearables is in market and will show loss remediation, will show better claims experience, will show better customer engagement, and therefore it will be part of the insurance ecosystem as, uh, as it matures. Absolutely. One of the interesting things, and Asaf is a great you know, spokesman for this, is the concept of customer engagement in insurance. Yeah. As you know, that's a challenging thing because as you're an insurance consumer, we're insurance consumers, and we know that historically there is no customer engagement. The customer engagement is you pay your bill. And then if, God forbid, you have a claim, that's where the rubber meets the road. Other than that, pretty much there is no engagement. But you guys, that's part of the bridge that you're standing on. And why you guys must love Hippo is they're all about that. They're trying to make customer engagement relevant in insurance. And you guys are an enabler of that. I told you the reason why we invested was because it was the intersection of where we could uh, impact and what looked like a good financial investment. Mm-hmm. But truth be told, if you really dig under the covers, their models for engagement was really one of the things that we felt was disruptive, right? Yes. Everything from underwriting alone, right, which is a very different experience than yeah. a traditional carrier might bring to the table. But then engagement along the way with messaging, renewal kits, you know, when there's a crisis, proactively reaching out. Uh, the acquisition of Shelter. I mean, look at that. Talk about it. Right. Absolutely. I was thinking we about We had that. Shelter on. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because now I think we're probably all like, makes sense. Like, duh, why hadn't we thought of this before? But at the time, that was a big move, right? And I, you know, really applaud how, I mean, it's easier to do when you have a very small book of business and you're not, you know, um, taking some of the risks uh, in terms of magnitude that, say, a larger carrier would do. But what a great approach to the market, right? Like, we want to talk to you regularly. We want to protect you from loss. In fact, we want to dig in there and make sure that, you know, you've covered everything. And, and Shelter was a really good example of where I think this market can evolve. So, yeah, it's uh, that engagement piece I love. And Notion's a good example of that too, right? Notion talks about this a lot in their presentations that all day long they're engaging the customer with their sensors notifying people. And people love that engagement. Um, so I, I really believe that there's a new model or an evolving model, which isn't limited to insurance. I mean, Correct. this is like Correct. everybody. Yeah, every single industry in the world. Correct. It's no longer a set villa hope for the best. It's customers want to have an experience and they're expecting an experience. I, I, I love that and I, I, I agree with you. But, but we thank you so much 
because uh, we don't usually get to interview. I mean, like I said at the top, you're in a weird segment. You're not an insure tech company. You're not a, an investor in insure tech companies, right? You're not. Yep. It's a really cool job. But without your guys's product, none of it exists. So thanks for joining us. I agree. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Always happy to join again if you ever want an opinion. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a great day. Appreciate it. You know, Lee, I, I didn't know how to categorize our guests today, which I'm still thinking about now. I mean, we haven't had on somebody like him before. No, we have not. I mean, when he talked about Comcast, how large Comcast is, and whenever you think about this large cable company and insurance, you just never think about it. But after that interview, it makes total sense about the customer engagement, the the stickiness, and the satisfaction. It, it's a great play. Right. I mean, so much of what happens in our homes today does not happen without their pipeline running in and out of our house, right? Yes. And uh, I mean, what are you going to watch tonight if your cable's not working? Yeah. And so many of these insured techs, all of them, it seems like relies on internet. And so right. there are two outside worlds that can come together and play nice together. Right. And it was fascinating to hear how something that is kind of to the side of their main business is making its way um, inside of a, such a large enterprises as Comcast is. I agree. You know, they're worried about infrastructure. They're worried about production. They, they have other, other things on their plate. Yeah. I thought it was a great, great interview. We thank David for being with us and uh, for taking the time. And thanks Al Moya for finding Dave and uh, getting him to do our podcast. We really appreciate that. We thank all you for being with us and it's too late now, but we hope that you went out and voted and participated in this amazing opportunity and experiment that our country is. And uh, to whoever the winner is, we wish you all the best. And with that, we'll say. Bye, everybody. <laughs>